bride mary pat ward and we decided to start recording because we're in the midst of a disagreement would you say (laughs) fair enough and i feel like it's few and far between where you get to hear a couple or a married couple not necessarily fight but have a non-yelling disagreement with each other yeah, we start. We have philosophical arguments, and only because we have very different out views of the world. Yes, and schedules. Yes, and um, as I mentioned before, when I was like, we should record this moral compass. Yes, because you believe that there's shades of gray, and I just think that's good or bad. So let's back up a second. Well, you have to back up a lot. A lot. You should probably explain what all happened. So, it's one of those weekends. And we don't have them all the time. Yeah. But we have, I would say, an unscheduled time weekend. So, there's not something that, like, we're working up to, preparing for, going to, or anything. And I think this happens more on those weekends than it does other weekends. Like, where we have something scheduled going on. Yeah. Um, because our schedules are very different off, like, right on the face of it. Mm-hmm. Because you work evenings, and not just, like, evenings. I mean, you work graveyard. from a, gra- I mean, a, a graveyard shift, and I'm a day person, a day walker, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I'm an early day walker, too. Yeah. So that really So literally, us. literally, as I'm getting home from work... We share a bed for like an hour, and yes, then you get up. Correct. So I get home at five. I'm in bed by like five fifteen. Yes. Five after five, whatever. Snoring by five thirty. <laughs> Snoring by five thirty, and then you're up at like six. Then whenever I wake up, <coughs> naturally, or because you're, you're snoring, disturb you. Then then I come down. Da- I'll come downstairs. Sometimes I'll go back to sleep for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and other times I just start my day cause I'm an early per- I've always been an early person. Yeah. Even like when I was a teenager and I'd be like sleeping over someone's house and I had some sleepers, some friends that were sleepers. I'd be like three o'clock in the afternoon. Like that was like normal teenagery kind of stuff. And it didn't make a difference if we went to fell asleep at three thirty or four o'clock in the morning or we were out. I was up at six thirty. I was like the kid that we would go to a party. And stay over there. And I would wake up at 6.30 in the morning and I always had a book with me. Because I would read a book while other people were passed out. (laughs) So things haven't changed really. It hasn't changed. I bring a book with me pretty much everywhere I go. Because there's going to be a time where I am awake and no one else is. Or I don't want to disturb anybody. Now the problem with that is that on our time off. Right. Well, we, you have a 4-3 schedule, normally. Yeah, normally, normally. And then right now, what's adding to it is an overtime schedule. Right. So it's even digging into that. Right. 
So, automatically, my sleep schedule's really screwed up. It's fucked. I, I, I pretty much sleep whenever my eyes close. Yes. So, for me to be awake during your active daytime, I would need to physically be moving around. Because if I sit down, I naturally go down to lay down. Yes. And then naturally fall asleep. So Doug has two positions, standing up or laying down. Because if you're sitting, it doesn't last long. I you start to I start to lean. Start to lean. And if I start to lean, I know that I can I can get to the to laying to down. To laying down. And, or even fall asleep whilst leaning. While and leaning. And sometimes even fall asleep while sitting. Sitting. Yeah. You could definitely fall asleep yeah. as well. Yeah. But even in your sitting like, I, you watch that happen. Like, I wish there was, like, one of those, like, you just watch you do it. You just, like, you like you start, like, as straight as someone sitting up, like, in a comfortable position, and you immediately start to lean one way or, like, snuggle down. And then you just start, like, melting <laughs> into wherever space you're in. And that could be on our couch, which almost makes more sense. But you've done that at barbecues and picnics yeah. as well. Uh-huh. You just start to like lean into whatever. Like gravity is different for you than other people. And it sucks because it. I can't explain the feeling because it happened today that I don't want to call it tired because it's not tired. Tired I can work through. It's literally like something's pulling me down. Yeah. Like into sleep. Like I don't know if it's just my body being exhausted the whatever happens to somebody when they go from uh, being on a night shift and trying to like function during the day because during the weekend I literally I try to get up after a couple of hours. You do. I give you credit for that. You do. And I my big thing is you say our hours are different, but you also like. With your schedule, but on the weekends, you also sleep during the time that during the rest of the week you should be up and active. Right, but see, the thing is... Your active time, you'll sleep in that time, too. But when I had a more normal schedule, I would also nap, too. Right. So it's not... You're a napper. So But, like, when people think of naps, they think of, like, ooh, I'm going to catch an hour or two. Your naps could be, like, five hours. Yeah, I slept from 1 o'clock to 5 today. Yeah, that was a four-hour nap. There's also this thing with Douglas we make a joke about. But oh, I... going back to, sorry to interrupt, but going back to you say I fall asleep during active hours. Yeah. Again, it's kind of like if I was active uh-huh. and moving around, I would be less likely to. Gotcha. Like if I was, you know. Which is good because that goes into part of our argument later. Right, yes. But for where, I don't even know where I was going before you said. I interrupted you? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It'll probably come back. Oh, yes, I know. See, it it came back right away. So it's something that, like, we joke about, but I really feel is true, is not only does Dougie have this gravity about him, but Iz has even said it. There's something about him in his snuggly. He sets off an energy around him. Like an aura. Like an aura that also pulls people in. So... I then find myself, he falls asleep, he snuggles by us, like on the couch, is, <laughs> I fall asleep too. Now, all of a sudden, I'm waking up from a three-hour nap that I, there, I didn't feel tired at all. And I feel bad because during those times, or the weekend, intentionally or not, you try to keep the hours I keep. Right, to spend time with you. Right. 
and I tell you, like, it's okay, you can go to bed, and you sleep on the couch, which I try to get you to not do, because you wake up in a little crampy knot. Right. But... Iz also feels the same way, because Dougie likes to sleep on the couch, he's comfortable on the couch downstairs, and generally we don't mind it, because it's his way of, like, being around, even if he's resting, and Iz will sit on the couch, but if he has his head towards, like, where we sit, like, Iz and I, like, this part... She feels tired. Like, he also, even though he had no intention of napping, there's nothing about her that wants to nap, he draws her in. The one day she said she was, like, it took her, like, two or three times to get up. Because you were sleeping hard, and she, like, fell asleep and woke up and realized what was happening and tried to get up, and, like, she said, physically couldn't. Like, your your sleepy aura had, like, a hold of her. She's like, she felt trapped. And the thing is, it's not necessarily... To you guys, because other people have brought that. The up. lady at the grocery store yeah, said it when the lady we got at the grocery in, store. We got in line, yep. and she's like, "Oh, I feel tired all of a sudden. I thought I was gonna piss my." And pants the same laughing. thing happened at the bank. I walked up to the the counter to to do a deposit, <laughs> and the girl's like, "Oh, I feel tired all of a sudden." She's <laughs> yawning, and I'm like, "This is the worst superpower ever." Like, if I was ever to get a superpower, this would probably be it. Something really lame you just and make boring. everyone so tired. And it isn't even the energy. Like, some people make people exhausted. Like, Iz makes people, which is terrible, but Iz makes people exhausted. Her energy can be exhausting. Right. Which is funny because she was a very active child. I'll put it at that. Like, very crazy. So there was, like, a physical exhaustion that came with caring for Iz. Oh, yeah, Because she was a busy creature, right? Her brain, like, just what, how she thought about the world and interacted with the world and and how she lived her life brought an example. But to, even now... To give people a visual of <laughs> what Iz's brain is like, and we've seen many of them, but the one I can think of is, if you've ever seen the end of Roger Rabbit... <laughs> When the brick wall and they're driving through the brick wall and all the cartoons and all the sun and that's is his brain. Yeah. Everything is just manic all the time. Right. It's manic and it's, it's a Looney Tunes cartoon twenty four seven. It is. It's vibrant. She's constantly thinking in a very like conceptual way of, about the world. Like that world of reality and fantasy, but not in the way that like she knows that she's in the real world. Yeah. <coughs> but she's but to her, her real world is like, it's like something, you know, it's a true artist. Like, she lives, like, on another plane. And I'm not, it, it's a weird, she just sees things differently. And when she just, it's vibrant and it can be amazing, but it's an energy sucker. And she very much in that way of, I think, ADHD and that artist mind of hers, that creative mind of hers, she gets so single-minded about things. And we can tell because where she gets that from. yeah, you like you're that artist's mind. Like it, it gets laser focused in a way that like can be so aggravating. Because I don't get to live in that kind of world. My brain doesn't work that way. And just by way of who I am, I feel like I don't get to live that. It's I get jealous of that. And I, where Iz has that issue, I have the opposite issue because. With you trying to fall asleep, you can't shut your brain off. Correct. When I try to fall asleep, I can shut that shit down like if you hit the power button on a computer. Yes. Like, yeah, you just, it just goes You're like, why out. can't you? I'm like, I can't. I go through bouts of insomnia. It's, I feel like a zombie sometimes. My brain will not shut off. Yeah. 
it's like impossible. I lay there and like it's, I might, my, my eyes might as well be open with what I'm seeing in my mind's eye with my eyes closed. And, and my way of, to deal with stress and anxiety is to clean and organize, make lists, which freaks me out because of my dad and his mental illness with lists and, and OC, OCD and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> when I see myself going to that edge of the mental, like that mental health part of it, I get freaked out. So then there's that other layer that comes on top of it. So I already know I'm experiencing some sort of anxiety and to like help situate that anxiety. I go into like super organization, super cleanliness, like craziness around me. Like I need to make it in order, but then that order itself becomes like a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. And so that I get, I get like a nervous, like we all have very different energy, which I think lends itself to some of the arguments and disagreements we have. Yeah. Is has a scattered energy. She is like uh, the Tasmanian devil. You know she's been a place because of the way it, like she physically manifests the space around her. Because there's like an art project, a half cup of coffee, like, you know, like you could tell that she's been in a place. Mm-hmm. And you're you have like a sleepy energy about you and your quietness sometimes like your energy can be different. And then my I don't know, like my energy, I feel like the most normal. See, I'm always trying to be as normal as possible. You're even trying to convince yourself that you're normal. <laughs> I do constantly because I lived with someone with mental health issues. So I'm always like. There's this barometer, right? There's this, like, thing that I'm comparing myself to. Like, have I gone over that edge? But you... also, you guys are both effing crazy. Oh, yeah. We're both nuts. You're both nuts. Yeah. And that energy, and then and we'll... Def- that's the reason why I don't understand why you need to check yourself for being normal. When, if you're acting like either one of us, <laughs> then you have a problem with a normalcy. Because we're both, like... Out of our minds in different ways. Yeah. I just existed. Like, it's the way I keep house. That normal is like... The way that I want my house to look like is like what it would look like on a TV show. Which is so unrealistic. Yeah. But the way that our decorations are put out and the way that I do certain things. It's not like a reality. It's like... It's an Ikea magazine. It's an... Right. Like, and I... There are times that I loosen about, like, very much. I'm like, ah, I'm okay. And then there are other times I get, like, super crazy. And then we get into argue, Like, because it becomes, my expectations become unattainable. Yeah. It becomes, in a, like, you can't live in an Ikea magazine. Right. right? Because uh, you can't, <clears throat> that's impossible. That's a staged picture. Yeah. And I want to live in that world. Like, that would be my best kind of world. Is to live in a world that's like that. That has absolutely nothing in it. Yes. It's like open space. Well, no. When you look at that magazine, it's super... It's it's not the absence of things. Yeah, but if you open the drawers, there's nothing in them. Oh, God. If you open the cabinets, there's nothing in them. That would be great. And if there are things hanging up, there's still price tags on them. Right. But... It's... it's, I would still love to... It's weird and monotonous to think that life... Could I be mean, that it way. could be that way. I want to live be in a bubble. Well, I want to live in a world that doesn't exist. That like, I want to be able to open the cabinet and the exact number of things I need at that time 
are in there. And then we would use them, wash them, and put them away. And they disappear into this ether until which time I need that exact number again. So it isn't... Maybe another 100 years you'll get that. <laughs> so it isn't the lack of things that I want. Like my sister Lois loves open space and like mm -hmm. that emptiness. Because I think we lived in such cramped quarters for so long. Yeah. She She appreciates space. And a certain, like, some things, but she can only have so many things, and then she needs, I think it's always striving for that. Mine goes to another level, like, differently. I want to have lots of things, but I want it in a place kind of like a video game, yeah. right? Where you have that backpack, and somehow in that backpack you can hold, like, a thousand things. They're, like, in a I want a world, it's cloud-based, like email. <coughs> There's no limit to the things that you can have. Yeah. But it's not around you. Until you need to pull it forth. Then I, like, want that thing. Some people just don't want things. I don't mind the things. I just don't want them around me until I need them. So, I know a lot of people often, I would say often question, but are puzzled by the fact that you and I found each other, <laughs> fell in love, got married, because of how different we are. Yes. And... I see the value in you because of the way you are. Because you make me do things that I don't necessarily want to do, and I fight with you tooth and nail through most of them. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily, and it's again because of self-esteem or whatever you want to blame it on, but don't necessarily see the value you see in me. And that's only because I think that, and despite, you know, people have said <laughs> that you would be not better off if I wasn't in the picture. Well, so that's a, right. When I talk about lay, like I think of us as like an everlasting gobstopper, right? Yeah. When I talk about layers, there's so many layers to our relationship in our life. And not that other people don't have, everyone does, but it's, right. Like, ours, I think, is highlighted sometimes to a cartoonish level um, because of our story and because of who I am as a person. I think the way, too, in which I see the world and, and share my world with others, you know, I always, there's always that little extra about me. And sometimes that could be fun and sometimes that could be grating on people. There's always something extra. Yes. And I'm not, and I know that. It's something that I have to deal with. And I... <clears throat> I think, and as as it should be in in most marriages, think that we really only see the real us. Like we we don't see the manufactured, like you know, there is the way a very we are at work or <laughs> the way we are. Uh, people notice a very marked, which sometimes I wonder if it's going to be like my serial killer story one day. <laughs> the very marked difference, yeah market difference your between, voice is like when you're at work your voice is very different than when you're i become a different person yeah. in my professional life it's almost like the stepford housewife <laughs> or whatever you want to say like very polished and hello how are you it's great to see you very polished yeah the way that like i interact with people and it's not, a, not a bad thing but it's no. just, it just shows that it started to spill it it has started to spill over a little bit i think my truer character yeah but more on the physical manifestation way than like the the 
visceral or the psychological or verbal or whatever. I still very much do the Stepford Wife. Uh, and it's hilarious, not to interrupt, but it's hilarious to see sometimes when things bleed into each other. <laughs> because I know that when you're uh, doing the derby thing a lot, um, you would sometimes have your septum piercing in. Yes. And you would go places that people have only seen you at work, and they're like, oh, when did you get that? You're like, I've had it for like 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> or they the the seeing you out of context from which you are seen normally to them. Yes. So that has happened more, I think, Facebook too, because yeah. I was very careful with Facebook, um, where like my professional life and who I am as like a person and stuff was kept very much separate for a very long time. That really started with when I worked for the women's resource center right? and safety reasons. Right. Um, I, know, I know things a lot of the time when you were working there got kind of sketchy and it, I was, I was worried a lot about all of that. Yeah. So we kept that very separate. Right. When I started working for the city, although there's also an argument in dealing with people every day that I probably should keep things separate. It, if I had a choice, I probably would have. Yeah. But the way that things have played out in the newspaper and, you know, it's so much like my life has just, is so very out in the open. Right. It, it just, you know, you can only fight it, I guess, so much that it, that it just started to bleed through. The other thing too was professionally before weight loss surgery and all of that was I very much hid who yeah. I think I was as a person. Yeah. I I <clears throat> posted the other day cuz I just recently got more of the tattoo piece that I've been working on. I think it was like 16 or 17 that I got my back piece. I it feels like last year but it no, wasn't. It was when I look back, I was looking back to see, like, when I posted about it on Instagram, it was 16 or 17. I was like, holy crap. Like, that's crazy pants. Yeah. But even then, I mean, part of that was money then, too, <coughs> in regards to not moving forward. But, like, I didn't think I deserved more of what I wanted because I was too big, which is, that's, like, a whole thing, right? Yeah. And who I really wanted to be as a person in how I dressed or how I put myself out. I didn't think I deserved it because I was big. And because I was big, I tended to um, try to make myself small as possible and not be seen as possible. What was my wardrobe? Black and dark colors, right? Um, very understated, very yeah. like uh, blousy <clears throat> pants, like if I could have worn like a full like a full body suit, I mean, we joke about being never nudes. I still love clothes. Yeah. I still love wearing clothes like all the time, but in a very different way. Yeah. Um, I just always wanted myself covered and not to be seen. Like I wanted to be a wallflower. Like if I could have matched a wall so that like you couldn't see me, yeah. I would have done that. I think it's funny because, I mean, you went through that whole transformation. I experienced you going through that whole transformation. And, I mean, it, it, we won't get too in-depth because I'm sure it's something we could talk about in-depth on yeah. a different, different episode. But I could see a complete change in your personality as soon as 
you started to get down to where you wanted to be. Because, and I'm not even exaggerating, every day there would be a package at the door <laughs> with clothes or shoes. And that's when I knew, okay, she's starting to feel better about herself because right. there was new clothes. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this. You going clothes shopping when you were bigger, <laughs> it, was, was it would probably try, it'd be easier to try and walk a T-Rex <laughs> than trying to get you to go clothes shopping when you were bigger. That was, I mean, there were days we would have plans you would have to go like out. like a child meltdown in the middle of JCPenney's when I'm just like, just pick something. You don't understand. It's like, okay, okay. Yeah. I get it. And I'll just stop. And I'll walk away and let you have your moment. And we would have plans to go out someplace and I would, he found me in the in the apartment. Remember you found yep. me hiding in the closet once? Yep. Cause I was just like, I'm not going, mm. I can't find anything to wear. I look like I just was not comfortable in my skin. Right. And my big thing too, <clears throat> even with the weight loss that I'm careful. And so I'm going to say, even though like is a, about body positivity and feeling comfortable in your skin. And there are girls all different sizes that are very comfortable at where they're at and it's beautiful to see for me i was not comfortable where i was at right. that i was not comfortable in my skin right so it and and it's something especially having a teenage daughter in the house i'm i'm careful of i still have to do better um because i the i'm getting away from a little bit about who i was and dougie brings me back because i'll say stuff that is insensitive. Like the one day I was like, why are you guys sweating? And like, what the F? And you're like, are you kidding me? It hasn't been that long. It's hot outside. That's why we're sweating. And I was just like, I didn't, and I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, but know. like, I have to be careful now. Right. Bigger, I could have said that and yeah. it wouldn't have meant that. Like, me she, saying she it. She forgets the times when it wouldn't be so hot in the house right but you had just gotten out of the shower and you think you'd be cooler I you'd be running around trying to get ready and you'd be sweating i would be sweating yeah. yes right i know and, and so i have to walk. i i do pick on you because sometimes <laughs> i think you forget that it wasn't that long ago that you were also yes that i struggled with that yeah struggled with those things absolutely and that was the other thing that, that happened the other day when I was wearing a shirt and I was trying to pull it down. You're like, why are you pulling it down? It just makes it tighter. I was like, because I'm trying to cover my fat body. <laughs> and you're like, you just look fatter. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you may not have said it that way, but that's the way it, it sounded. That's the way that you heard it. In my brain. But that is not the way, yeah. which is, that's also a thing that you do. Oh, totally. Which is, he yeah. has, so he, th and I'm not, but like. I tend to respond in a way... Viciously. <laughs> Off the bat, viciously. You go right for the throat. And that is just because, and I, of course, since I was there, your defense mechanism is to go for the throat. Like, as right. to, to cut them to the quick as fast as possible to well, end, end the fight. Well, that goes back to being <clears throat> bullied. Right. I got, got bullied for I so long. I, I and then, right, and then being with my mom, who... You know, at the time, who was a, a tough, tough lady in life, because she had gone through some things. Um, she, she at one point, the bullying kind of got to the point where she's like, you just need to stand up for yourself. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to do that. And she's like, you need to figure it out, because I'm going to start bullying you. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you don't start standing up for yourself. And I was not afraid of anyone more than I was of my mom. Right. Because, like, I actually cared what she thought. I was a big baby. Um, I was the baby, but I was a big baby. And, and everyone got her attention. Everyone really liked my mom, even though she was tough. And it was hard to have, she had friends, you know, our family at that time, not so fractured. So like a lot of involvement, grandchildren, I fought for her attention. And so, you know, it's an odd thing to think about now, but like, so I pretty much would do anything to get her attention, good, bad, or in between, you know, like whatever that was. So, you know, my mom wanted me to toughen up. So that's what I did. And that was a big transformation that like seventh, it was like seventh grade into eighth grade really where it got like bad uh, in regards to bullying and stuff like that. And then my mom, you know, that intervening, I guess, in her way. So like I created this kind of like what I did, like another, which is weird because I wonder if that is like, a, like created another Mary Pat. Mary Pat before that was a little sassy a little bratty because I was like the baby, but very passive, very bookwormy. You know what I mean? I would have still been playing with Barbies. And there was a huge transformation that started to occur where I started to like become a different person or a sh like put a shell around me. And then when my mom passed away, forget about it. Like it was no holds, but like I like, <clears throat> so I've become like very different people. Yeah. Multiple times in my life. Right. And I'm going through that again. Well, I guess I'm settling. See, I always feel like I was this person. But I just didn't have the right money to dress how I wanted to or didn't feel confident enough to dress how I wanted to. Didn't feel confident enough to speak up or speak how I am or do the things that like I wanted to do because I wasn't comfortable in my skin. So it's interesting now, I feel like to uh, to people in the outside world and even to you in a way, because like you can't exhibit that or sh like, I mean, I would talk about it a little bit, but is that people are like, wow, you're like really different. I'm like, this is <clears throat> to me, this is who I always was in my head. Right. But didn't exhibit that. So this isn't new to me. This is just something that I've been waiting, I guess, to share with the world for a really long time is right. who this Mary Pat is. But it can become really interesting. And now we'll kind of get into, I think, some of the argument stuff. My energy is a lot different. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot different. So when Dougie signed up for all this, I was a more... Iz was younger. My whole world was Isabella. Yes. My identity was wrapped around Iz and... and in her world. I was like a puppet master in the way that like I would change an environment to suit her needs. And that takes a lot of time and energy. Mm -hmm. But my identity very much was wrapped up in being a young mom. Right? That's fair to say. Right. Yeah. Uh, and probably because I didn't want to deal with my internal struggles either. Some of that was just like transference and like just wanting to like not deal with the shit that I... I probably needed to go through. So I didn't want to de denial, really. It was just straight denial about 
it was easier to be like, oh, I'm going to like laser focus myself on is than deal with like all all the shit that, you know, I needed to kind of work through. Um, and, you know, because I wasn't comfortable in my skin and would rather like be a little bit of a wallflower. I mean, I was still mouthy. I'm not going to pretend that like that part, but but really melded in, wouldn't always speak up. Some t- depending on the situation, those kinds of things. And what's funny is your 11 is different than my 11. Because your 11 is kind of like a, like you're a little angry gremlin. <laughs> and you'll be fighting with his. Yeah. And and you could argue with me if you want, but like my 11 can like blow the house apart. Yes. No. Because I get very yes loud and angry. Yes. And you scream go, me when I get go. mad. See, I'm always yelly. I'm a <clears throat> yappy little like. like yeah, like yeah, your yeah, yeah. that's your your tone is kind of yell. Yeah, <laughs> very yelly <laughs> and sarcastic. Yes, like so that's um, I've uh, yes, so I exhibit myself differently. <laughs> like it happened the other day when when Isabella was, what did she do? And I it it hit me wrong, and I yeah lost my shit. Yeah, and you yelled, and we're like, ah, <sighs> ah, and I made her. yelling. And I made us apologize to you because she was being a yeah. A jerk. We were going back and forth. <clears throat> She's right. feeling her like oats a little bit right now. Yeah, I'm gonna shove those oats for the sun, don't <laughs> you? There's some that like I go back and forth with her because I want her to toughen up. And the thing is, <clears throat> you may think, um, like today when you went to breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to stay home. But I think that's important, especially her at this age, that she spends time with her mother. Yes. That you guys need to find a common ground because once she leaves, she's going to need to be able to come to you with whatever. Sure. She's not going to come to me. Uh, See, I think that very differently. She, there's been very few times, but very important times that she's come to me right away and first, which I'm so thankful for. But. With, like, a lot of everyday stuff or living kind of stuff, you know about it before I do. Which means something because we're on separate schedules yeah. that she seeks you out even in your different schedule for that. Yeah. She likes you much better than she likes me. And and I know, like, we felt like, but that's so true. And that that doesn't bother me. Which is weird because I don't think I'm very nice to her a lot. Like I, I try to, I try to treat her as I've always told her. Like since she was six years old, I was gonna treat her like an adult. Right. Like, and I would warn her. Like I would, I would be very straightforward with her. Like if she asked about certain things, I'd be like, "Is, I will tell you, but know that once you know, you can't unknow it." Correct. And usually she'd pull a U-turn and decide that she doesn't want to know. She was very adult thinking even then, because as a, most kids would be like, yeah, just let me know or just let me. She was like. <laughs> Immediately traumatize herself. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know what? Nah, I'm good for a while. Right. Like she would make those kind of decisions. Because she would know after the first couple of times, like that, I wouldn't always. I'd be yeah. like, no, you're not. I'd pull the, the emergency right. cord and be like, no, you're not going to know this. It's. But after a couple of times when I would say that, she would know it was something that she probably wasn't ready for. But you're still more sensitive with her than I am. So as much as I was a puppet master, as much as I was a puppet master in her life and all of those things, I was not easy on her. No. Um, And sometimes, like, for her, 
it's weird. I don't like the maturity thing. I mean, it wasn't like I was 16 when I had her. I was 21, but my maturity was that of a 16-year-old because of my, like, arrested development. She often, like, we can be in competition of, like, siblings sometimes. Yeah. Like, it, I see it in the outside world. We're like, I'm starting to get some, like, recognition for some of the stuff that I'm doing. And she's admitted that it set her off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. That we're a little bit, like, we're very much mother-daughter. There are very, like, lines drawn. But, like, very much interact in competition because yeah. we're similar people with similar interests. And there are sometimes we're looking at each other and like, oh, we're in competition over this right now. Like, who can be the most engaging in this room right now? Right. And we're going to play that game. And the thing is, she learned that from you. Yes. Because I'm not engaging at all. No. And I didn't think that was going to happen. So I pushed hard on it. Yeah. And and then she realized it worked <clears throat> in her favor. So now she uses it. Like, I created a tool that she uses <clears throat> uses against me. Yeah, she's she can go into a situation and start a conversation with pretty much anybody. I know, which we didn't think that she was going to no. be able to do. Even as much as a year ago, I think she she was still. No. And I, she'll admit it that she doesn't like doing it because it puts her outside of her comfort zone, but she will do it because I think she finds value in it. Yeah. Well, she sees the um, compensation that comes from True. that. True. Yeah. There's something to be said for that. I always make the the joke about, like, the scheming to fleeces in the way that they're, like, car salesmen and they can, like, change a temperature in the room. I do it in a very different way, but I still do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I acknowledge that. And I see it and is. So I think what helped me acknowledge that was the fact that I'm, like, she is, a like, a defleece through and through. Um, and then I'm, like... Oh, I taught her that. So that, like, means that I am as well. Like, I was like, how does she know to do these kinds of things? Or, like, how she can talk to people and things like that? Because it's a skill set. Yes. Um, And I was like, oh, like, hereditary must be in the blood. And then I realized, no, it's because I taught her some of those skills. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, I must also have that skill set. Yes. Um. Which is interesting because sometimes I have a hard time with that skill set at the same time. That's what I'm talking like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. there's so much that comes to that. But then it really plays out and going kind of keep kind of going back is is to the energy then. Everything was a lot. It was a lot different. Me being more passive. Um, in the beginning, I was much more passive in our relation. I mean, I had my moments. Yes. But I was much more passive in, in right. the relationship in regards to choice mm -hmm. and and wanting to do something. Um, you very feel comfortable. You're a homebody. Yes. Is this too? Yep. To a certain extent. You guys like be you guys like being home. I also which is why I also like things clean. Like for the amount of time we spend at home, I want it to be a nice environment for us. I mean this whole pandemic thing has been amazing for me I, it's been the best time of your life let's be honest you love it like i said you loved canceling or i should say like moving our vacation ahead a year more than like actually putting the vacation together that's not true. it is true no, you not. did not want to even talk to our travel agent beforehand because that's not the kind of things that you do right um and you 
volunteered to talk to her about putting our vacation off for a year. And because I was like, this man is more excited about putting off her vacation than actually going Because on I it. told you that this time you were going to be the correspondence with her. Yeah. And that I was just going to... And you're like, oh, I'm doing this again. And, and like, you... I kept telling you to email her yeah, about like, it. And you're like, no, I'm no. not going to... Nope. And I was like... Well, it's getting down here, so I guess I better do it. Getting down here? What are you talking about? First of all, the vacation isn't, wasn't planned till November, and yeah. this was a conversation we were having in June. You couldn't wait. Like, you were so excited about that. But the year was, like, almost half over. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, we need to pull the trigger on either getting a refund or Go, yes, we, figuring it out. We definitely needed to make a decision. And Little Miss over here holding out, thinking that we were still going to go. I was in denial. I, so this goes back energy. <clears throat> it's all about my energy. So we, so here we are. I'm finally like feeling myself right. in the way that like I want to go out and do things like things that I didn't get to experience. One being a young mom, having no money, and not feeling comfortable enough to do it because of how I saw myself and, and my esteem issues. So now, uh, feeling myself, we have more uh, disposable income, if you will. I want to have fun, and the world shuts down. Right. I'm just, like, ready to be like, woo, let's go do things. Let's go out. Like, I want to wear, like, fun clothes. Play. Like, I want to do it. And they're like, no, that's not, well, you're going to just be home now. So I was like, ugh. So my energy is different. Like, I want to do things. And I feel like sometimes Dougie is like, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up for a girlfriend that liked to lay on the couch with me. And now I'm not, like, there are moments I'm still like that. Yeah. But there are a lot of moments I'm not. Right. It's different now. And because not only is it my difference, but we're older, too. I don't have the energy, like, I don't act like, and it, not that that, not that there's a certain, because there are other people that act like me at this age, but I act very young for my age. Yes. Right? I mean, I'm not. Like, people are often surprised about what my age is it's, just based off of who I am. It's very strange because I think that the people who know you either professionally or as whatever other Mary Pat version you show people <laughs> would be very, I don't want to say off, but, but um, amazed or surprised, I'll say, how you are with me. Because you're very, like... I need attention. You need to give me attention. Yes. I need your attention. Yes, I am. Give me your attention. Right. I'm very out in the world, <clears throat> professionally, um, I'm a certain way, very, like you had said, step for wife, but like very like, good morning. Hi, this is Mary Bright. Like my voice is different. Yeah. Um, how I how I go about and explain things and, and work is very different. Even with some of my friends, like I have my, I'll, my Nana friends, like mm -hmm. I act like a Nana with them. And then I have like my Derby friends, which is very different. They're all like these like different parts of me, but like when you put all of that together and then you like see the real, like I, yeah, it's a really weird place. Cause I don't have friends that I have all of these, amazing people in my life and amazing friends friends that have become like family you know i'm closer to family than i ever was before um but because i'm so different than what i was before i don't have friends like me anymore right like 
me, I would go to a dance club right now and go dancing. I mean, it's not a world like that we could do that anymore. But like, I would love to go clubbing. <laughs> go listen to some like, go to like some hip hop club and like dance the night away. You know what I mean? Right. Like, do like, you know, go on a crazy adventure. Like, sign me up. With my passport, I would go to like Spain tomorrow. <laughs> I don't really have friends that are like that. My gut just went into my I chest. know. Like, that's... It's a very weird energy to have right now. <clears throat> Maybe it's like a midlife crisis. No. I, I think it goes back more to you're finding the person you've always been. It's just that now you have the confidence to be the person. To be that right. To exhibit those things. And so, it's very different than the rest of my life. Back to the beginning when we were saying we got into a disagreement. Yes. It happens because I'm still the person I've always been, <laughs> which for some reason surprises you. No. Like you're you're expecting me to be kicking and screaming back into energetic 20-year-old Doug again. I never got that Doug. First of all, you talk about this Doug. <laughs> I never experienced this Doug. I met you when you were in your 20s. Late, late 20s. 20s. But, you're but like, never, never. You should have met me when I was 22. And I'm like. This is suspect. You could be suspect all you want. You could talk to people who knew me in that, that, that part of my life. Doug? Yes. I'm not starting with all that. I know. I know. That, but that, that, you that, were was, that was a very different But name. it would be interesting because you're a, uh, a little, uh, not combative, but you were a little, you were feeling yourself then. Down there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because. I'm trying to, it's a different, it's a different situation I, I would found myself in because as soon as I realized that A, I was around completely new people, B, people weren't judging me because of whatever past right. I have, and C, I can create whoever I wanted people to think I am. Sure. So I became... As Go on, put say it, it. Bethlehem Doug. <laughs> I got to which, experience Bethlehem Doug. Well, no, no. You you started with me, <laughs> and I snapped because you were you pinched the back of my arm, and I slapped your leg. But even but even beyond the the us physically assaulting each other at the casino, <laughs> even beyond. No, but like you became a different person when we did went down there. Yes. <laughs> you were like you and then I got to know the Doug. Well, because it's the Doug that like you can't hide from me. Like they knew a different kind of Doug. I was like, Yeah, I'm Doug. And up here I'm like, No, fucker, you're not. You're Dougie Ward, and I'm gonna call you your full name even though we live together. <laughs> and it's funny because there's times when <clears throat> I feel like I may have to be that person, and you'll do it at the wrong time and be like, oh, he's just a big teddy bear. I'm like, really? I'm like, really get, we're starting to get into some shit, and you're going to be like, oh, he's just a big, start poking, you're just a big teddy bear. And I'm like, yeah, we're, you're going to get us both killed. Well, it'd be, well, I'm glad that we're both not, like, tough at the same time, because we would be that's, like that's that couple. The, that's the annoying thing. That's what I find annoying, because <laughs> you always love to start shit. And then when I come and get your back, you're like, you need to calm down. 
<laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Because we can't both be like that yeah, at the we same can. time. No, we can, we, we're going to be that couple like at the gym. Remember those that aggro-aggressive couple? <laughs> I was ready to take them both on. <gasps> I, well, that's the other part, too, that that uh, Mary Pat will break through once in a while. Yeah. I remember it happening at work. Like, less than five times has it happened at work. Yeah. But I remember a couple times, because <clears throat> they're used to a very different one. I remember a very interesting that took place between me and a gentleman at at work um we're like i he did clearly he didn't barely know who i was to begin with let alone you know and only got the pieces of a very passive bespeckled uh you know kind of doing people's bidding and then he like turned at me the wrong way and i like lost it and he very much saw and was like to the point that he like went to like people in charge and were like what it and they're like yeah you don't clearly you don't know her know her story yeah or like where she's from but like he was like so put out by that which was interesting. It was a good moment for me. Because I was like, you. <clears throat> that was a good lesson. Like, you don't know people. You don't know their story. You don't, like, stop, po- like, poking. Clearly thought he was going to get away with something and, and didn't. Um, it was very, that was a, a very good moment for me. But the thing that I do worry about is as much as you are still that person and can still be that person, physically, you are not that person anymore. <laughs> So, whereas you before, for before, I think in a knockdown, dragout fight, you could handle yourself. Now, Isabella can pick you up and throw you. <laughs> I could still fight dirty if I needed to. If you needed to. But it still makes me worry. Right. It's different. Right. Like, I could, yes. <clears throat> she picked me up and cradled me like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was, you both did that day. I didn't. Yes. I held you, you held, and she you took held you. Me. <laughs> You were holding me, and then she held me, and, like, it was, like, funny. But then I realized, like, for the first time how physically vulnerable I can be now. Right. yeah. Which was, like, crazy. Yeah. Because before, I'm like, I'll just, like, lay someone out. With my chubby little hand, I will knock somebody out. And now Dougie has had to tell me a couple times, like, um, no. No, you couldn't. I mean, you could probably, like, if I had, like, at a, like, like scratch yeah. at people and bite them and stuff right. which i would do if i had to but like i'm not i have to watch because like my mouth i'll go off but it doesn't match who i am anymore right yeah but i'm not as scary i guess as i used to be. <laughs> i'll say you are because i sleep next to you thank and... <laughs> you I, I am vulnerable around you. Smothering doesn't take a lot of... <laughs> Especially with me. <laughs> I'm sure all you have to do is just put a pillow over my face, not even hold it. Like, oh, he put the pillow over his own face. But because of the energy difference and our schedule difference and all of those things that we've been talking about, it it manifests itself right. uh, when like I get a kick up of energy... And, like, I want to do something. And especially now in the time of COVID, there's, like, nothing, like, ah, like, there's nothing to do. I love I'm like, the term, in the time of COVID. Yes. Like, I feel like a caged animal sometimes. Yeah. So then I'm like, let's do something or whatever. And you're like, what the F are you talking about? Like, why are you doing this right now? Yeah. Because it could be at really random times. Right. 
Like, I want to play a board game. He didn't really want to play a board game. He's I like, played one with you last night. But I'll night. do whatever you want to do. It well, was a very fun game. We got Back to the Future, yes. the board game. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. But the instructions literally took 45 minutes to an hour to read through. It's a whole part of the game process. Yeah, but I feel but like, like I should have done homework history of it and you before I about even it. started. And it's like Biff and like Marty. Like the whole, it's part of the whole experience. Like that's part of the whole board game experience. I love that, learning how to play a game for the first time. You're like, oh, this is exhausting. I'm like reading instructions. You're like, yes. Yes. So we have another new game, yeah. which I'm excited and I wanted to play. And you're like, oh, what are we going to read instructions for three hours? Meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, what the LF else are we going to do? I watched you for 45 minutes, not even pick a show, but just scroll through the options. I want to know, like, there has to be a thing. There has to be a thing, especially now. There has to be so many options that people just can't pick something. Whereas before, it's like something's on TV, like whatever it is, let's just watch this. Yeah, I have to. Now you have thousands of options. I watch you. I that's why I started to go off too because like I was half asleep a little bit, like sleepy, and I was looking at my phone and stuff. But I was cognizant of the fact that you literally scrolled for forty-five minutes, and it wasn't even like looking at trailers or something. Just looking at like the pictures of the show. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? Meanwhile, you're telling me that, like, learning a new game is exhausting. Like, it's off-putting. You weren't even watching a show. You were just looking at pictures <laughs> of shows. To watch. When? When is this magical time you're going to watch them? You were just, just like, just <laughs> going through. And I was like, oh, let's play a game. You're like, I'm busy right now. And then that's when I went off and yeah. we started having our philosophical conversation. Right. About. So it comes down to I'm the person I've always been <laughs> and you are this new person that I uh, think that I have to kind of try and catch up with now. I mean, in a way. This is why, and I'm not saying, oh, this is going to sound really bad. Why? This is why people after weight loss surgery, there's like yeah. a 50% divorce rate. Right. I'm not saying that's where we're going right. at all. You, yeah. Right. But yeah. like, I know, like, and as we, we're we've talking about We've discussed this, this before. Well, I have, before, right? That was part you, of my... Before you had it, and we, right. we've heard those things, we're like, we don't understand why. But now, like, not that I see it happening, but I mean, I could understand, like, if a guy's super insecure or, like, uh, toxic masculinity or... And if they weren't getting along before. Right. I think if you were already having issues... Maybe you're already, like, some things had gone down or, yeah. like, whatever had happened beforehand. This is definitely not going to make the situation better. Right. Yeah. Especially if you're dealing with an insecure man. Right. And not insecure because everyone has insecurities. I think you have insecurities and you're insecure oh, yeah. in a way. Yeah. You know, in certain things but of vulnerability. I think, I think, I think that, that's the, they feel like they married one person. Mm-hmm. Then they transform into a different person. Right. In a way. Well, the difference is when you... And now the person that they married isn't the same person. I mean, granted, right. whatever yeah. changes to make it happen. I have to say that more confidence has to come and, you know, stuff like that. So, of course, I'm sure the guy, speaking from a guy's point of view, is going to be like, well, 
now all these guys are going to be looking at her. What chance do I have? So we get started to get crazy. You know right. what I mean? I think a part of that too is you as a as a person. We got together and we enjoy each other, and you love me. Mm-hmm. You didn't prey on me. No. So some of those relationships that don't work out are because those men seek women that are insecure. Yeah. And when they're not insecure all of a sudden, it, that dynamic doesn't work anymore. That wasn't why we got together. And I think that's why we're we're better for this, even through growing pains and stuff, as opposed to the idea that the idea that that relationship and when you look at all those numbers, it happens a lot with women. They pick people. I've been in relationships like that because that's all I thought I deserved. Yeah. And that's very different than our relationship. So I think at this point, we're going to stop here. Yes. And we'll cut this podcast in half. Okay. And this will be one part. We'll say we'll call this therapy session. Yes, I like that. And then we'll cut it and make it to another podcast. So. We will continue, I guess it would be for you guys, next week. Sounds good. See ya. Bye.